Welcome to another episode of the Cat Breeding for Beginners podcast. I'm Pamela and I breed British Shorthairs in Perth, Western Australia. I have a real passion for cat breeding and exhibiting and I want to share my knowledge and experience with you. I'm on a mission to help new cat breeders go from feeling intimidated, confused and having trouble getting started to confidently breeding happy and healthy cats whilst enjoying this amazing hobby. Before we get started, make sure you visit my website and download your copy of my helpful guide, Advice to New Breeders, where experienced breeders share some great tips they wish someone told them when they started breeding. You can find the link on my homepage at www.catbreedingforbeginners.com. Just look for the picture of Angelica with her kittens. A question that comes up a lot is how many girls do I need to keep my boy happy, to keep my stud cat happy? How many matings does he need? What sort of mix of cats do I need in order for everybody to be happy? And yes, the cats being happy is super, super important to me. But what you actually probably need to be thinking about is rather than the number of cats that you need to be keeping, it's what are you trying to achieve? Because really that's what's going to drive what you need to keep and what you don't need to keep. And that's going to determine how many cats you have. Um, so what I want you to think about is what is your objective? What do you what do you want to achieve and what are you planning for your breeding? Is there colours that you want to breed? Is there patterns that you want to breed? Now, funny story, I have... Um, She's no longer with us. My really good friend, Lucy, um, unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago now. She bred um, Russians and she only ever bred them in blue. And so she used to laugh because I would get excited about, you know, I've got a litter coming up. I'm not sure what I'm going to get. I wonder if I'll get a cinnamon in this litter. You know, I haven't had a chocolate bar color before. I might get a chocolate bar color. I've had a few chocolate bar colors now, but back then I hadn't. Um, and she used to laugh at me because she said, the only thing that I get to get excited about is whether it's, it's a boy or a girl because her cats all came out the same. They were all blue and they're all Russian. So the thing about it is, though, that most of us have a few more things going on than that. And even if you're breeding just a cat that's one color, like the Russian blues, um, there are actually other colors in that breed. They do come in black and white as well. But even if you're just breeding one particular color and that's all you can breed, you might actually be waiting for a boy or you might be waiting for a girl because you might be waiting for something for somebody else. But for yourself, I want you to think about what do I want to do? What colors do I want to breed? And um, am I breeding to change this particular trait? Am I trying to get my cats to be shorter? Am I trying to get my cats to be taller? Am I trying to get my cats to have bigger heads or smaller heads? Is the coat too long? Is the coat too short? What are my objectives and what am I doing this for? Because that's going to determine what you keep and what you actually purchase in. Those are the decisions that should be driving what you're doing, not just this cat's available or that cat looks cute, or if I put these two together and see what I can get. Now, there is absolutely a place for that in breeding, but when it comes down to your core um, you know, cats that you're keeping, what are you trying to do? That's what's going to decide how many cats you need to keep because for me, I wanted, if you look back at my breeding history, I first started... In 2004 and very soon after that I imported the first cinnamon cats the first cinnamon British short hair into Australia and for about 12 years that was it it was just me so if I wanted to breed that particular color and knowing that it's a recessive it's recessive to chocolate and it's recessive to black the only way for me to do that was to keep the cats myself 
And so I had to bring in cats from overseas and I've done that four times now. Um, and then I had to create lines that weren't going to get too inbred, that could be crossed over, um, that were going to give me good type, that were going to give me good temperament. I had all these moving parts going on, but my clear objective was that I wanted to breed cinnamons. I actually, I didn't want to breed cinnamons. If I'm, it, I talk about breeding cinnamons a lot, but what I actually wanted to breed was fawn. What I've always wanted to breed has been fawn. So you add in dilute as well there, you know, and um, that's always been what my objective is. Now, as I've been going along and breeding and I've had these particular lines that I've created, these different um, sets of cats that are not related, it's been the case that I've had a litter, I've had to desex mum, maybe she's had a C-section, all I've had in that litter that's the right blood type, the right um, colour um, has been a boy or a girl. I haven't had any other choices. So sometimes the choices about what you keep are going to be made for you and that's then going to determine the ratio of boys to girls. And at one point there, I think I had um, about six boys and about six girls. So I had it about even. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that you'll read online or if you ask somebody that's been breeding for a very long time, they'll start to tell you that you have to have this, this, this number of girls for one boy. Well, I had one boy for one girl, really. And technically, a lot of them couldn't go together because they were related or because their blood types didn't match up or because I also had, coming in from my um, UK cats, I had the fun addition of having long hair as well and long hair's not recognised here. It is now, but it wasn't then. Um, and it, not in every association, it's still not recognised in mine. Um, so I had all these these things, these things going on. And what really determined my mix of boys and girls was never about, you know, how many boys does, how many girls does my boy need to keep him happy? That never, ever has come into my breeding over all this time because what's been driving my breeding has been what are my um, objectives? What am I working towards and what do I need to keep to get there? Now, always, of course, always, of course, the other thing that's been over the top of that, that's always going to be over the top of that for me is, um, you know, my cat's health and wellness and happiness over the top. You know, I'm always going to be making choices that are about the care of my cat, the welfare of my cat, what's best for my cats. A hundred percent. But the next choice after that was what's best for me in terms of getting to where I want to go. And for me, I had, like I said, I had to keep more cats than most people would ever have to keep. And I think that's where I have so much experience about keeping stud cats. It's because I've had to keep a lot of them in order to breed those particular colours that I wanted to breed without getting my cats too inbred. Um, so that's where my experience comes from. But that's not something that normally would be the case for, for you. Um, you can probably get away with having one or two boys, you know, to six girls, and that's fine. Again, there's other things that will come into it, though, because I was able to do that. I was able to have a lot of boys because I don't have a breed that's super um, hormonal. They're not a very sexually charged breed. They go off over winter and have a whole period where they have a break from even thinking about mating. So that's something that made it a bit easier for me, depending on what you're breeding. You know, if you were breeding Orientals, for example, I don't think that you could necessarily have six boys and four girls. I don't, I think that there would be, you know, a bit of 
Well, there'd be a lot of pissing, let me tell you. Um, but some boys are all different. Boys are all different. And each boy is going to let you know whether that's right for him or not right for him. And again, if you just keep in the back of your mind that, that thing that we're always looking to make sure we're looking after our cat's best interests and we have their best interests at heart, then those decisions are going to be pretty easy for you. Now, along the way, some of the things I've also done because I've needed to make these choices is that I've kept cats, but I've kept them for a very short period of time. And that's probably a topic for another podcast but you know if you have any questions um, for another podcast by the way or if you want to hear um, me do a video on something or anything like that just tell me in the comments wherever you're listening or pop onto my socials and let me know there because I really do enjoy um, getting feedback from people and, and it lets me know I'm on the right track and the information is landing well so that's a little bit about the ratio of boys to girls um, really decide what you need to do and what you want to do and what your objective is and always have that in the front of your mind um, and your cat's best interest at heart and those two things together are going to determine how many cats you need to keep there's other factors how much space you have and and um, you know what your requirements are for your councils and your associations there's always going to be those other things but but the but the driving force of it should just be what you want to achieve because I really don't believe in breeding just for the sake of breeding I'm never going to be someone that says breeding is for the sake of breeding cute kittens in the whole time that I've been breeding I always um and I have a spreadsheet where I write all this out. I have a plan every year and I say, I want to do this mating because I'm looking for this particular cat. I want to do this mating because I'm looking to improve this particular trait. I want to do this mating because I've got someone um, that I need to help. Um, I want to do this mating. I mean, I think in the whole time I've been breeding and we're talking a really long time now, I don't think, I think maybe twice I've done litters because I've had a big waiting list. And to be honest, it was because a lot of those people on the waiting list were people that already had kittens from me. And so I really felt that there was a bit of pressure on me to um, make them happy because I like to make people happy with my kittens. Um, and the times that I have done that, if I'm really honest, the times that I've done that and I've said, well, I'm going to make this cat to this cat. I don't really need something from this litter. Maybe it's a litter I've had before. Um, it's not going to give me something I need to keep. The times that I have done that, it's always ended up that I've only got like one or two kittens. I think that that's fate, telling me that I should stick to what I always do and always plan my letters with an intention um, and knowing that there's there's a reason for that. And that's how, you know, if you do that, if you do that when you're making your plans about what breeding you're doing, that will tell you whether or not you've got the right mix of cats because that will tell you if you don't have the cats that you need to get to where you want to go and that will tell you if you've got cats you no longer need to get you where you want to go. And those ones you no longer need are the ones that you're going to retire and find fabulous, fabulous pet homes for. Okay, well, that was um, hopefully very informative um, for you. Again, talking about stud cats. I'm always seem to be talking about stud cats, but I absolutely love it. It's a topic I really love. I love talking about breeding in general, and I really love helping new people get started and, and feel confident. And, um, you know, I love this hobby. So if there's anything I can do to help other people to love it too, I'm going to be doing that. Okay, hope that was helpful. Thanks for listening. Make sure you visit www.catbreedingforbeginners.com where you can find articles, guides, courses and more. Plus, make sure you check out my amazing new cat breeders club. It's a supportive space where new cat breeders can learn, share and help each other. I only take new members a few times a year, so sign up to make sure you don't miss out.